in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. We've got a live look for you right now on I-35 as we kick off this Wednesday morning. And depending on where you're going, you are going to see some wet roads out there. We have another risk of heavy flooding as the rain continues today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Edmond. This meteorologist Kristen Curry is here telling us if this rain is going to carry on for the rest of the week. You know, it, it is, but we should see some drier conditions later in the day. Okay. So most of the heavy rain is going to fall this morning in our eastern counties. So let me show you what's going on with this flash flood threat. You'll notice that it's favored for areas east of I-35, but it's a lower risk too. That's only a one out of four. We're going to get most of the rain out of the way here over the next few hours with only a couple spot showers to watch for after the lunch hour. But this is certainly going to tell you what for the morning commute out towards the east here. So I'm looking at Fayette County, Milam County, Lee, Northern, Bastrop County, all of you dealing with some light to moderate rain right now. And because this has been the area of for the last several hours. We want to be very mindful of maybe some low water crossings and have some water on top of them, some low-lying spots in the roads that probably have some pretty pretty big puddles after the rainfall. As far as what's going on outside, it's not raining everywhere. As we can see on our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Granite Shoals, that's just a cloudy sky. Temperatures are running cooler this morning. Most of us below 70 degrees as we're seeing widespread 60s on the map. As far as how the day will play out, like I said, the rain change will be best this morning. They're slowly going to drop to about 10% this afternoon with some sunshine on the way. Not a blue sky, but some peaks of sun between those clouds and a current temperature of 83 degrees. I've made some adjustments to your rain chances. So coming up in your first morning forecast, we'll talk about why your rain chances come down here over the next few days and what we've got going on for your weekend. Clearly a lot. Now, if you happen to find yourself caught in a vehicle during flash flooding, let's talk about this. This is a reminder since our flooding threat does go up as we get into the weekend. Here's what TxDOT encourages you to do. If your vehicle gets caught in stalls, abandon it and head to higher ground. Make sure you can do that safely. Now, if your car is sinking, roll that window down or break it and swim to higher ground. Opening that door is near impossible due to a difference in pressure between the water and the inside of your car. But if you can't break your window, you'll have to wait until the inside of the car is filled with water before opening your door. TxDOT says that the best way to stay safe is, again, just to avoid the situation entirely by turning around, not drowning. Thank you, Kristen. We are following some breaking news from overnight, and a man is dead in East Austin. Police now investigating this as the city's 28th homicide of the year. Officers are actually investigating two separate crime scenes. So here's what we know. Around 1130 last night, officers got called to the intersection of Maynard Road and Rogie Lane because people heard gunshots in the area. Officers got there, they searched the area, and they got even more calls about this. They found a man hurt just down the road on Breezeway. They tried to save him, but he didn't make it. Officers do not have a suspect or anyone in custody at this time. A bill that would create a new arm of the Texas Department of Public Safety may not make it through the legislature. A uh, parliamentary move delayed this vote last night. It was House Bill 20. Major bill would create a border protection unit. Its officers would be empowered to enforce border laws and target gang activities separate from federal authorities. The bill's author argues the state needs it to take matters into its own hands to protect its own citizens. Texans from the Rio Grande Valley are protesting the bill 
at least some. They're citing concerns that their communities would be over-policed. There's a Tuesday or rather Thursday, excuse me, deadline for bills to receive preliminary approval on the House floor. Still uncertain if the bill can clear committee in time to meet that deadline. Large crowds of migrants are gathering right now at the U.S.-Mexico border ahead of tomorrow night. That is when Title 42 expires. That pandemic-era policy made it easier for border agents to quickly deport asylum seekers. This is some drone video shot at the border wall in El Paso. It's a specific area not authorized for entrance. County's Migrant Support Services Center is packed with people seeking asylum. Governor Greg Abbott says he is deploying his own border force. It's going to be to areas known as hotspots for undocumented border crossings. Back here in our area, firefighters in Kyle want to make sure that they can respond to calls for help quickly, especially as more people keep moving to that area. Yeah, in January, Kyle Fire averaged about seven and a half minutes for response time. But right now, they average about six and a half minutes. The department added a fourth fire station and more firefighters to help that out. And they hope to reduce that number even more in the future. The department's currently looking to add about nine positions over the next year. We ran 500 calls when I started volunteering, and now we're going to run probably close to 6,800 calls this year. All right, the department's hiring in June. They're going to hire three new positions. Kyle Fire is part of a mutual aid agreement between a number of surrounding fire departments. And when we go in-depth on this topic, fire resources are needed in Austin, too. The Austin Fire Association, a group that represents firefighters, Say about 1,400 people applied earlier this year to join the Austin Fire Department. That is down from about 3,200 applications in 2021. The association points to the cost of living compared to wages for firefighters as a reason for the dip in interest. All Dell Valley ISD teachers and staff are getting a big raise, about 6%. District trustees approved that increase last night. Starting salary for a teacher there is now $58,000. In addition to the raise, Del Valley is also offering thousands of dollars in stipends for positions like bilingual, certified teachers, and special education teachers. A church childcare is closing and parents are concerned. Around 200 children now have nowhere to go. And a bill bringing fentanyl awareness education to Texas schools may become mandatory. What this would mean for your kids if it passes. Good morning, a live look outside and overcast skies, some rain to kick off your Wednesday morning. This is a live look from our Granite Shoals camera. I want to tell you about what some families in Kyle are going through. They are scrambling to find childcare this morning after a program provided by a local church announced it is closing. Yeah, parents say the program served about 200 children and now they're worried about where those kids are going to go. The program is called Mother's Day Out, familiar name at different places. Well, this one is over at the First Baptist Church in Kyle. The church announced it's closing at a recent sermon, calling it a business decision and that it's necessary that the reallocation of resources continues as the church continues to grow. And some parents are worried that they're going to go from paying around $400 a month to double that at a new child care facility. Shock, disbelief, a little bit of panic, right? Because now where, where are we going to put our child? The church does not have a date yet when they're going to officially close the program. They do expect to announce that in the next few weeks. Going in depth on this, the Travis County Health Rankings say on average locally adults with two children are spending about 22% of their income on 
child care. Federal government recommends people spend only about 7% of income on child care. The woman who accused former President Donald Trump of sexual abuse is going to be speaking out later today. E. Jean Carroll will be on the Today Show. A New York jury found former President Donald Trump liable for sexually abusing her, but not liable for her alleged rape. Trump's campaign spokesperson says his legal team plans to appeal that verdict. The jury's decision marks the first time a former president has been found civilly liable for sexual misconduct. The jury of six men and three women also found Trump defamed Carol by calling her claims a hoax and con job. The jury awarded Carol $5 million in damages. The first state representative since 1927 expelled from the Texas House. Why he was removed by a unanimous vote. It is one of the top tips we get from viewers about tollways, auto pay problems, and why the system isn't always working. Our text tag troubles investigation continues coming up. The Texas Fight Tour is underway last night in the Alamo City. We'll hear from the three head coaches coming up. Good morning, a live look outside from our downtown Austonian camera. That is the UT Tower still lit up in burnt orange, celebrating the class of 2023. In some cases, they are a week into their new careers. Uh, in some cases, they are figuring out what is next. No matter where you're at, congratulations <laughs> on your graduation. I want to tell you about Congressman George Santos. He could surrender today at the New York Federal Courthouse. Prosecutors charge him with federal offenses. NBC News is reporting no court documents are available, so it's unclear what those charges are. The New York Republican has been under investigation, though, for his finances. He also faced pressure to resign from Congress after admitting to lying about his background. The Texas House voted unanimously to expel a GOP rep, Brian Slayton, it's because of allegations that he had inappropriate sexual contact with a 19-year-old his own staffer. The vote comes after Slayton submitted his resignation papers to the governor. And according to the report, Slayton showed a pattern of inappropriate behavior with the aide. The panel also found that he tried to cover it up using harassment and intimidation tactics. He is the first state representative to be expelled from the Texas House since 1927. A long-haired pup is making history for his breed for the first time you're going to have to bear with me here. A Petit Basset Griffon Vendéon. Nice. That was pretty good. Yeah. One best in show at the Westminster Dog Show. I'll let you say that name again, <laughs> and I'll just say his actual name. It's Buddy Holly. That's so much easier to pronounce. He bested six other finalists to become top dog in the U.S. The breed is originally from France. About 2,500 dogs from 210 breeds and varieties competed for the trophy. Mm -hmm. Buddy Holly must come out in a much nicer and sophisticated way when you're French, right? Yes, yes, that's true. Come here, Buddy Holly. How do you Baudet, pick? Holly. How do you pick? <laughs> how do you pick? How do you pick a winner? I, I mean, don't they're know. all they're cute. They're so cute. They're all so well behaved. Yeah, yes. that's that's when you uh, you at home with your dog watch and say, why can't you do See? that? See? You know, look, why, why can't you win me money like mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because if you are a dog owner and your pup has been locked inside because of these rain chances I'll tell you what I think we've got drier weather on the way later today so they can get out the wiggles the kids can get out the wiggles as the rain chances are going to be best this morning
they're going to be leaving us as this storm system rolls away. But before it leaves, we're still likely to see some showers and thunderstorms in our eastern counties. You'll know it's still pretty wet out there in northern Fayette County. We've got Lee County covered up in rain, as is portions of Caldwell and Bastrop County. So here's the low. This is going to be moving away. That was just storm number one, and that actually looked to be the weaker storm. Storm number two is coming our way late in the week into the weekend. Temperatures in the 60s, humidity 96%. We've got temperatures warming to the 80s today. Yesterday, because of the rain, we got stuck in the 70s, so a little warmer today with more sunshine. You can see the rain chances fading on us as we get into the later part of today, meaning the morning hours, we hold the best chance of seeing some of those showers and storms, and then this slowly starts to drift away here, following that low towards the north and east. So by lunchtime, a few straggler storms will be seeing the same kind of thing for the back half of your afternoon. Afternoon, meaning again, it's going to be nice as you get home from work to take the pop out. Now, as far as the flooding threat goes, it has been lowered for today. It's a one out of four for our eastern counties. That's the dark green color I'm looking at. For tomorrow, it's even lower. But I will tell you, the storm that's on the way is likely to bring us some much heavier rain and a much more widespread rain. So you see your rain chances coming up in a very big way Saturday, Sunday. So between today and Friday, we could see maybe about a tenth of an inch to half an inch, but watch as these rain chances and those rainfall totals explode through the weekend here. Now we're starting to talk three to six inches of rain. So we've been pretty consistent all week in telling you that Saturday is looking to be the heaviest day and the most concerning flood threat. That stays. That's a three out of four risk of flooding concerns across most of central Texas on Saturday. So big heads up here. If you have Saturday plans, we want to start rearranging those plans. If not, bring them inside. 80s today, 80s tomorrow. So we get a little warmer uh, late week as those rain chances come down. But then over the weekend, yeah, we lose those 80s to the 70s on Saturday. And that's a 90% chance of widespread showers, soaking rainfall and thunderstorms with the flooding risk continuing into Mother's Day. And we'll hang on to those rain chances early next week. All right, thank you, Kristen. A bill that would make fentanyl awareness education mandatory in school is now being considered by the Texas Senate. Known as Tucker's Law, would require Texas schools to educate kids about grades through 612, through six rather, about drug abuse and fentanyl dangers. So six through 12th graders would be able to get this education. It's named after Tucker Rowe, who died from a, at 19 years old from a fentanyl overdose. His mom, Stephanie Turner, helped lawmakers push for that legislation. She says the road hasn't been easy, but this education could save more young lives. Schools within our county started resisting and not spreading this information. That was where I had to take it to the next level because I realized schools didn't necessarily want to raise a red flag and scare the community that the problem was here. But the problem is here and it is amongst our kids. The bill already made it through the Texas House, and if it passes the Senate, it's going to head over to the governor's desk. Digging deeper, school districts in Williamson County are taking a proactive approach to the fentanyl crisis. Round Rock ISD recently made Narcan more available to its staff, students, or even visitors on campus. That's the emergency treatment to help with overdoses. Granger, Copeland, Thrall, and Leander ISDs also have Narcan at the elementary school level. This month, you're going to start seeing a new national effort to get military veterans the help they need. 
It's to take care of their mental health. The Department of Veteran Affairs rolling out hundreds of videos. These are going to show veterans talking about how access to mental health care and support has helped them. Yeah, it's really brave of them. And it comes as the Wounded Warrior Project released some new findings showing 76% of veterans surveyed live with post-traumatic stress disorder. 76% live with anxiety. And 74% of veterans surveyed live with depression. I got an in-depth look at the new initiative with the psychologist and mental health expert for veterans. We're seeing some of that video of the campaign that you just talked about. Was it hard to get some of these veterans to come forward and talk about their struggles? No, I mean, I, we do recruiting sessions for veterans all the time. And I think that there's a certain pride that comes from having owned your struggle and gotten help and support. And they know how important it is to connect and to reach out with other veterans. And so that's why with this campaign, we're really hoping that by showing the videos of veterans from all different service eras, all different service branches, all different kinds of backgrounds and identities, that veterans will find someone that they relate to and will feel inspired to reach out and seek help for themselves. What about for veterans who are having a little bit of more trouble reaching out and helping themselves? If we have a loved one who we know is struggling, what, what can we do? The first thing is just to reach out and start the conversation. Focus on the positives that can come with support and don't be disappointed if that conversation doesn't go how you wanted it to go, that you, you know, completely wrapped everything up in that one conversation. It may take more than one conversation, but just let them know the veteran or the loved one in your life know that they're not alone and that support is available. Show them the, the stories and make the connection.net. Sometimes it's helpful to hear others talking about their struggle to give the veteran in your life the language that they need to talk about what they're going through and to feel like there is some hope and possibility to get help. Okay, we'll connect that on our website at kxan.com. Thank you once again for talking to us about this important subject. Thank you, I appreciate it. And you should know this year, U.S. military veterans who find themselves in a suicidal crisis are now eligible for free emergency medical care at any Department of Veterans Affairs facility or any private facility. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. It's the Texas Fight Tour around the state for three straight days and then on to Houston next week. Last night in San Antonio, then they'll go to Dallas and then they'll go to Fort Worth. AD Chris Del Conte along with Steve Sarkeesian, Rodney Terry, and Vic Schaefer. Schaefer's keeping his roster intact in this offseason. Terry building everything as a first-year head coach. And for Sark, well, a lot of expectations and, of course, kind of the face of the franchise, if you will. To get around the state, we've, we've got awesome fans. We've got great donors. We've got great support. Uh, and it's, it's, I think it's twofold. One, to, to show our appreciation for them um, and their support of us. And then two, to give them a little kind of teaser on what to expect from our football team, where we're at, and then, you know, kind of what we think about our team and where we're headed. And um, to me, that's that's the engagement. That's one of the, the coolest parts about college athletics is the connection to the fans, the student body, the donors that, you know, I think a lot of times you don't get in professional athletics, but you but you can get them in, in the college world, and these these provide that opportunity. It's been a whirlwind, you know, like it always always is when you when you uh, you embark on a new uh, new chapter in terms of being a head coach. You know, uh, you know, you're putting your staff together, you're trying to put a roster together, and uh, and you also got AAU basketball going at the same time. So um, it's been it's been good though. It's been uh, I think very well received, and uh, 
uh, by everybody I've had interaction with. We take great pride in the development process, but that takes a buy-in and a trust from your student-athletes. And I think it's really evident that our kids are bought into our program because we don't have any money in the portal. Back home, Texas baseball team over UT Arlington 10-5. Their 33rd win, now a non-conference series with San Jose State beginning on Friday. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.